0: everybody welcome to the have you ever played podcast the only podcast that constantly has out-of-date graphics drivers it's your boy matt Fondude here aka matt um (laughs) and i'm with my co-host as always
1: yes i am james aka james04e
0: and this week we are experimenting with more audio equipment and hopefully things will be sounding good. So there might be a little bit of a transition period between a couple episodes of us tinkering with audio, yes. but hopefully it'll be for the best. Now, James, let's just get right into the the episode. What has your week been like? Have you played any games? Have you done anything game related?
1: Um, so on Wednesday, I actually got a new PC. I finally got delivered. So, as I as I said I would, I decided to take Elden Ring for a spin. Um, and yeah, I, I got a decent a decent bit more into it. I think the last... I don't think I actually killed any main bosses this time. But I, I tried to just go through the main story. And um, I found out the game actually enforces level requirements a lot harder than Dark Souls did. Um, because I got to... I got to, I think it was the Draconic Tree Sentinel. Mm-hmm. And this guy kept doing this one attack where he'd he'd hit me once and it'd like knock me off my horse. And then he'd hit me again and I'm just dead. I'm like, well, well, damn, what am I supposed to do? This boss, this boss is really OP. And then I, I looked on on Reddit and they were like, yeah, you're supposed to be like level 90 or, when you're in this area. And they're like, what level are you? I said 50. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that you can kill things like that. And there's some weird um, exploits you can do yeah. that you ends up uh, allowing you to kill things like one of my friends kill the dragon in that game by just like stabbing it with bleed over and over again. and It just couldn't attack you. Um, but it does, it does kind of hit you in the face where if you go to certain dungeons, especially, uh, you'll fight a boss and do one damage to it. And it one shots you. And it's like, maybe I'll, (coughs) I mean, I could grind and throw my face against this, but I might as well just come back later.
1: Yeah. So yeah, after I did that, I started going back and doing like some of the side areas, um, like I did some of the some of the dungeons in the lake. I think it was L- Liernia Lake Liernia of the Lakes. Yes, that was it. I just looked. I just had it on my screen. Uh, and yeah, I found fought a bunch of different wacky bosses in there, like the like the Royal Revenant, the the Magma Worm Maker, and some <laughs> Cristillian guys. And then I I fought Renala. I, apparently, it's an optional boss, but it's like really important. But like he's like a like one of the one of the big bosses of the game. Mhm. She was she was ridiculously easy cuz I think I might have been slightly over-leveled and I also uh, obviously did did a ton of damage because I had a I had a great sword a lot earlier than I probably should have. Or like the great sword like the the berserk one.
0: Oh yeah, because the I one... did
1: I did that thing where you open the open that chest that like teleports you across the map and I just like I ran through that area until I found it. Oh yeah, yeah, besides that I also (laughs) respect. This is actually really funny. So I respect because I wanted to be able to use the giant crusher uh, because I had just found it, and I also got the the bullgoat armor, which I I had to do some weird stuff for patches like kill some guy I invaded, and um, I quickly found out if if you do like a fat roll in this game, it's actually not possible (laughs) to dodge some attacks. (laughs) Like some of the bosses just attack like too frequently for you to to daughter all their their stuff with fat roll. So now I need to like rethink my build.
0: Yeah. Some of the bosses kind of have dark souls two style, like quick tracking, like crazy speed. And I did find it. So I also started playing Elden ring again. I'm restarting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I played at launch, put in 60 hours on a strength build and really committed to that. And it was kind of fun doing the power stance um, strength build. But I felt mm. like I was missing out on a lot of the cool magic stuff they added in the game. And so and I've been haven't played it in long enough that I wanted to kind of restart. Yeah. Now I had an issue where I booted up the game yesterday, made a new character, and was walking in the tutorial area and the floor wasn't loading in.
1: Oh. Like boy. the floor
0: textures were missing.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's and, a, that's a yikes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I got through the tutorial and I started walking <sighs> Because there's some floor was loaded in, and then I, I started walking to an area where the first like mark of grace is basically, and I just fell through the world, and then the game uh, went to an infinite loading screen, and that character save file was just like destroyed, Man. It would not load. Sad. So yeah, I updated my graphics driver and verified game integrity, and that fixed the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I think they've optimized the game a lot more since launch because. I'm on a my graphics card. I have a 1080, like a GTX 1080, mm-hmm. and at launch it was be really choppy and pretty much everywhere it would be kind of like all over the place, uh, the like the frame rate. Yeah, but it seems like it's actually a lot more stable now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you have a whole new setup, so I'm sure. How is it running for you?
1: Yeah, it's running really well. I have a I have a 3060 an RTX 3060, and um, yeah, I was getting. Sixty FPS pretty consistently on, on like high settings. So it was really nice. I got to enjoy how pretty the game was, finally.
0: Yeah, it is a really nice looking game. I think mm-hmm. probably the best game, and I haven't actually played it, is the Demon Souls remake in terms of visuals. Uh but that was a yeah. different studio, right? That that worked on that.
1: Yeah, I believe so. I think it's Blue it, Was Horn? that I can't remember. Was that a PS five exclusive? Yes. Okay.
0: Uh I'm gonna look up the studio real quick. I think it's uh, Blue Point Studios.
1: That does sound sound correct.
0: Demon <laughs> Souls. Let me look up Demon Souls Studio or whatever. Yeah, Blue Point Games Japan Studios. Okay. Yeah, no, they. Um, that game looks really good. It ha- it's almost too good because the thing about um, Souls games is a lot of the times all the characters don't have mouth flaps that move and everyone's oh, they're yeah. kind of jank and garbage in a way but it's charming yeah. kind of <laughs> Elden Ring's one of the first real video games it feels like well I guess Bloodborne <clears> 2 <throat> is is really nice looking yeah at the sacrifice of running at 12 frames a second because of all the barrels
1: I remember when when Elden Ring was new there was this video of this guy playing like the some stringed instrument and you could like hear the music, but the actual animations of him playing it didn't line up at all. So this guy, like this guy would be hitting one note, and like ten different sounds would come out.
0: Well, that's like cartoon logic. Like, yeah, uh, have you ever seen, get those YouTube recommended videos where or shorts where it's just like this cartoon did it right, and then they show him yeah. playing an instrument like properly?
1: Yeah, it's like always, always some crazy details like that you're like why can't every cartoon do this and I'm like well well it's cuz it's it's a lot of work
0: a lot of work for not a lot of payoff like, Yeah, it doesn't like it's really like, matter
1: like congrats it's a lot of work so that people like you can realize wow the the things lined up but the the most of the target audience will not notice that see I think if it's
0: a show that involves like revolves around music as a, as like a primary <clears throat> feature they should probably get it right if it's like an, a sight gag in 2 seconds in like tom and jerry yeah I think it's they can get away with it and be okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else about Elden Ring. Yeah, I don't know. I am looking for a just looking for a new armor set because I was I was very sad that the that the game became difficult. Like I I was I was talking about a, I beat the Royal Revenant. It's like this random field boss only gives you like 3000 runes when you beat it. I was actually dying to it like on repeat because I would dodge once. And then during the recovery of my dodge, it like hit me twice and staggered me.
0: Hmm. That is one thing about Elden Ring compared to the other Souls games. Uh, Because the other Souls games are more linear, it does feel like each boss is designed to be fought at a certain time and level. Yeah. And you always feel like, okay, even if I'm underleveled, I can outmaneuver the boss. But in Elden Ring, it does feel like kind of a lost you know like a lost cause to fight certain bosses where it's like okay well i could struggle here for 12 hours or just do (laughs) anything and come back and it'll be substantially easier it might even be too easy you might like one shot the boss basically
1: yeah i i do think that it 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 is nice that they introduce introduce you to, to that early with the tree sentinel because it's like if you try to take on the tree sentinel immediately it's it's pretty pretty damn difficult but well, I, I do think the kind of downside to that sometimes is that you'll come back to these bosses and they'll be way too easy. Like with with me and Renala, like I know I know it's not necessarily the hardest boss or anything, but I I was literally like five shotting her in both of her phases by the time well, I actually found her.
0: Even the first part of the game where you where you leave the tutorial area, actually before you even get to the t- tutorial, you fight that um enemy that you can come back to later. Yeah. That basically you're supposed to lose. You can win that fight at the very beginning, <laughs> but you're supposed to lose. It's very you have no healing. It's very set up against you. And your yeah, uh, like it's
1: it's the Dark Souls one classic. Where yeah, you're, you're supposed, supposed to, to die, die to the first boss.
0: Now that is I don't know that I think that kind of sets the tone for the game where you know sometimes you can't win the fight. You got to come back to it later. And I think that's a lot different than the other Souls games. And that's probably why this game is more accessible, because you could just grind or just get your friends to come with you. And I think there people can talk about we need a difficulty slider in the Souls games. I think this game has a bunch of organic difficulty sliders that you can opt into, like the summons or playing co-op or just grinding so much that you just become unstoppable.
1: Mm hmm. What I what I do like about the summons, though, is that or the yeah, the summons, if you use them, you actually do gain less runes from bosses. So I think that it there there are some bosses that are otherwise really hard without summons. And I would I would personally be a little sad if not using summons wasn't rewarding in some way. Because it's like, okay I I did all this struggling when I had a really easy answer and I'd be really frustrated if I didn't get more runes or something like that.
0: You see, I would play the other Souls games. When I first started playing them, I would like to do co-op and stuff like that or summon people on certain fights to help. Yeah. Um, upon playing them again, I took the <clears throat> stance of really not using summons mm-hmm. to really try to learn the boss moves. And I thought it was pretty rewarding to fight a boss and kind of learn all their moves and get around it. Yeah, But in this game, I'm pretty much always using At least one of the summons either the uh the jellyfish at the beginning of the game where it just is like a damage soak or Mm -hmm. minor spoiler one of the best better summons in the game being the the mimic summon which is just really good yeah and that's that's a nice extra damage or like a sponge of uh damage and i i really think it they just kind of exist to keep the boss aggro off you for a little bit. And, like you were saying earlier, some boss attacks are just so fast that you kind of. It really feels like you're very much encouraged to be doing a very light roll, very maybe magic based or light dexterity build. And yeah. that the days of poise strength are tremendously down bad.
1: Yeah like i was i've i've seen some videos of some of the later game bosses like M- melania and stuff and i'm looking at like the rapid dodges these people are doing and i'm like wow i literally cannot do this <laughs> like yeah and I, I think the worst part is i've i've heard that boss life steals too so i uh-huh. i actually don't think i can like i don't think i'd be able to poise through that
0: <laughs> see i don't know if um they added the whole guard counterattack mechanic which mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll have to like look, look it up. I don't know if that's really really good or if it's like a oh, mid. Like I think yeah. I I don't know. Um, I'm considering maybe even doing a build revolving around it if it is actually good because that could mm-hmm. be kind cool, yeah, of cool. Yeah, playing if, the game.
1: I think if you're doing one of those builds where your re- where your equipment is really heavy, I think they want you to have to use a shield, which I think is fine, but it's a bit it's a bit of a different fantasy than uh than like the previous strength poise builds and i think it it has a much higher stat requirement because you need the strength to be able to effectively wield your strength weapon without dual without two handing it and you also need the endurance uh so you have enough enough stamina to not instantly just run out whenever you block something
0: Yeah, I think one of the saving graces for strength builds in Elden Ring is the fact that they silently brought back the power stance from Dark Souls 2. So you can power stance the uh, two giant weapons and get a little bit more damage. But from experience, basically what the game turned into is jumping heavy attack the game. That's the only attack you could do that would ever be fast enough to hit anything. And it got kind of boring, to be (laughs) honest.
1: Yeah, and also you can jump over some attacks in this game as well, like in uh, like in Sakura.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, the jumping was a great addition to the game. Yeah, like it's hard to, it's almost hard to go back to the other Souls games because you can jump in those games and do jumping attacks, but it just feels so natural in Elden Ring.
1: I think what really annoyed me about the jumping in other Souls games is that if I'm sprinting and then I want to dodge, it would always make me jump. Because it, yeah. it was like you had to hold B to sprint, and then you would tap B, like while sprinting to jump.
0: I think that was only in the first game, and then in later games they changed it so you can press click one of the analog sticks to jump while running, or something What's
1: like it? that. I, I know, I know, it was in Dark Souls three.
0: Yeah, it was still yeah. annoying. There was, but um, going back to the older games, talk about the strength like Dark Souls 1 if you play that now that was the last I think that was pretty much the last game where strength poise was dominating and mm-hmm. it was overtuned in that game by far <laughs> um, I had done a playthrough of it recently where I just used the pickaxe mm-hmm. and you can use Havel's ring and the ring of faith and protection and you wear full Havel's armor and just be light rolling still, basically, or medium rolling. Oh, uh, yeah, I
1: remember that, actually.
0: And your poise is so high that pretty much everything that hits you, you don't even flinch, and you just tank it. hmm So, and every subsequent game, they've made it worse and worse, which is f- fair, but... Yeah.
1: I, I do like, think I it like was... I like Big Club. Yeah, I do think it was still okay in Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne. I remember in Bloodborne, I used, like, the Kirk Hammer and the Whirlygig Saw, and... While you couldn't get nearly as high poise in that game, I, it was nice that they had the recovery mechanic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then in Dark Souls 3, I remember I used, I think it was Leto's Great Hammer or something like that, and like full Havel's armor. <laughs> and the the Lido's Great Hammer had this, it, its weapon art would make you put like rocks on it. And the rocks would like shatter whenever you would slam it into the ground. It was really cool.
0: Yeah, I I also used the Kirk hammer and Bloodborne, and that was a good that was a good balance because you had that heavy element and you could switch to like a sword, like a light yeah. weapon. Um, man, Bloodborne weapon switching, cool cool mechanic.
1: Yeah, I wish, the, I wish they did. implemented that into other games. I, yeah, I, I, feel I like understand it's a lot why they wouldn't. Yeah, I understand why they wouldn't.
0: Um, they should really this is the most like base take of all time, but they should really give us a port of Bloodborne or you know. Even if they remaster it and put it on PS5, and I can't play it, I would still be happy that they remastered it. That game just yeah, needs definitely. to run at not literally like nine frames a second.
1: Yeah, I could see, I could see, I could see a-, a separate studio remastering it, like they did with Demon's Souls. I do, I do think that M- Miyazaki probably wants to work on more bigger games like Elden Ring. I think he actually said at the Game Awards, he said, "Yeah, my next game is going to be bigger and better." Everybody's like, are, "Are are you insane? You made Elden Ring."
0: <laughs> I wonder if we will ever get Elden Ring DLC, or if they're just going to move on.
1: Yeah, they did release the Coliseum, which was like a free DLC. I haven't yeah, I haven't I tried that yet. That. It it does look kind of cool because I don't think I don't know if has Dark Souls ever done like team PvP before like that, like four v four or whatever. They
0: uh, Dark Souls two had the Coliseum where where you had to fight other players. I think there might have been a mode where you could do different teams, and Dark Souls One also had in the DLC had a an, an arena like a coliseum. Yeah, yeah just, I know they had no like matchmaking.
1: Yeah, I know I had, they had like matchmaking and stuff like that before. I wasn't sure if it wasn't if it was like as organized. I guess
0: I don't really remember because I think no one really played those modes. Yeah. you had to in 2 to get um without using cheat engine. In, there was no full red eye orb, which means you couldn't invade people infinitely. You had to play a stupid minigame where you used a currency, a token of spite or something, and then you would fight another player in, in, a, in, a, in an arena. And those players were super PvP people. Uh, like You would go into the arena, they would have a katana in the right hand, some other katana in their left hand, uh, they would also be using like spells and faith and also have the dragon body and be flipping <laughs> around doing backflips. It, it was just basically you would be destroyed if you weren't like that That was where the, the tryhards went. But the problem is I want to invade people and I want to have like really stupid invasions where it's just very like basic where We both kind of don't know what we're doing, but I don't know. Yeah, whatever. No, no, Darshall's 2 is annoying to me. Like I don't like that game that much.
1: Yeah, I remember the invasions in Bloodborne were super goofy. Partially because PvP in that game was so laggy. People would get the most ridiculous parries on you and it'd just be over.
0: Well, the the worst part is PvP in Bloodborne was actually really cool. Yeah. But And I did a lot of it, but you're right. It was goofy because what you would do is you'd invade someone. You'd already be at like half health. I don't think you could heal in that game either.
1: Yeah, because um, the heals were you had to buy them, so like you could have like two hundred of them or something, but they didn't like replenish when you when you would rest or anything like that.
0: No, they would. So you would buy them. You, would, you could only hold a certain amount at, at a time, and then they would refresh. I think, really? but you'd have to buy. They they didn't refresh. Like if you had zero of them on you, they wouldn't refresh.
1: Yeah, let me let me look it up. I can't remember how.
0: No, you definitely couldn't stack time. them. Uh, you would have like a max that you could carry at one time, but you could have more at your lamp or whatever. So if you, you can only hold oh, 10 yeah, on yeah. you. I remember and then you, you could refresh them.
1: Yeah, it says you could hold up to 20 and you could buy like a stash of them. Yeah. That was it. Okay.
0: Now, I remember doing PvP in that game and also the same thing with bullets. So you needed bullets for PvP. Yeah. So what I would do is I would do like one match of PvP and then I would go to an area where there was one enemy that dropped like a certain amount of bullets, farm that a couple times, <laughs> run through like the university or whatever to get like souls or whatever. Yeah, I remember. Doing that. all that grinding just to play one round of PvP, I don't know. Yeah. And then Elden Ring, I don't like the PvP in that game either cuz you're invade you're always invading duos who are just going to destroy you with crazy spells. And I that can be fun, but I don't know. It's not as... I don't know. Whatever. It's a different game.
1: Yeah, Soul, Souls PvP has always been been a little wonky. I don't know if it's a networking thing or or what. I, I do think what what I think it would be cool is I know they don't want to do, like, full co-op where you can just play with a friend the whole time from the beginning. I think it'd be cool if after you finish the game they gave you the option to do something similar to that. Well, know there is a, a, a mod you can get yeah i was gonna say i know there's a mod but apparently <laughs> apparently um there is something where it's like it the mod turns off the anti-cheat so if the anti-cheat gets turned back on for any reason you just get banned oof i mean that makes sense but yeah uh,
0: i don't know whatever it is weird that that is an, uh, capable uh, the multiplayer has always been weird in souls games like yeah they originally really did not want you to play with friends. I remember sitting looking for my friend's soul sign in or summon sign in Dark Souls prepare to die edition mm-hmm. and being on different servers and having to re-put your sign down a hundred times just to even find your friend. Um, And then later games they added the password system and now it's probably easier than ever to like have your friends join you. Yeah, but still I don't know. You have to do everything multiple times, kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, did you play anything else in your week?
1: Um, one of my friends po- forced me to play Paragon: The Overprime, which is a a third person MOBA. Oh, it, was, it sucked.
0: Oh, it was it
1: Smite style? It, it was like League style, essentially. Essentially, like I think I generally split my MOBAs up into either being similar to dota or similar to league like league is essentially like adc mid top laner, jungle support uh whereas dota is a little more free form i guess you could say but yeah yeah it was it was league style it it just felt like a it felt like a ripoff it it was very wonky the ui was horrendous like so since it's a third person mobile with skill shots you obviously need to be looking at like the center of your screen And the map was, I don't even remember exactly what it was about the map. It just hurt my eyes to look at both the position and the actual art of the map. The, your character's level was just tucked away in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. Your abilities were in the middle, but they're all super small. Is this everything was making your eyes dart all over the place and they weren't clear or big enough to read quickly? So it just felt like super easy to tunnel vision in that game because you didn't actually want to look at anything else to take too long to, to process it in your head.
0: Well, that's the thing, right? If it's a smaller team working on a MOBA, like it seems like an uphill battle. It's almost like the MMO, like yeah. an indie MMO. It's it's just so hard. There's so many things to consider and things you don't even mm-hmm. realize in like League, like you were saying, or Dota like the ux design of yeah everything is meticulously placed everything is super polished and how are you going to compete with these two games that are already you know it's it's already kind of a saturated market of games yeah. unless you're doing something really different like the third person element i mean that's kind of their gimmick that's kind of why you would play it um and i could see why some games like smite and uh, some other MOBA-type games that really switch up the genre can exist. But if you're not mm-hmm. doing something too different, it's not going to really get players, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that MOBAs are a little bit of a trap. They're very difficult to design, and I, I think, as you said, it's a, it's a major uphill battle, so I don't know if it's necessarily worth it for lots of smaller studios to work on that type of thing. I do think what could be interesting is more... I don't know what you would like call the genre. I guess it would be like arena brawlers. It's like MOBA mechanics essentially, but it's no creeps and it's just three v three or four v four in an arena or something like that. Like um, like Battle Right for example. I yeah, think there ba- is a little yeah, there's a little more potential with that genre. It's it's a little niche. I know Battle Right had a had a player base problem, so there is that that issue of course. But I think that there's. I, I think it's just a lot easier to work with and you're not directly competing with, with the League and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think there's a lot less you need to plan. Uh, one of the daunting tasks about MOBAs, to me at least, is the fact that there's so many items and mm-hmm. you have to balance, not even thinking about how many characters you're going to have, just balancing items that you can use on every character without them being like extremely broken just seems yeah. like a crazy task That it's honestly impressive <clears throat> that dota and league of legends can relatively get off scot-free i mean i'm not really into those communities maybe you could answer this better but is there when when a combination comes out for a, a character that is like really busted do they nerf it? like how is their nerfing process for items gen- or
1: yeah gen- generally they're fine i would say i can't speak as much for league but I think in Dota, usually when there's something that's super oppressive, it's it's addressed within a reasonable reasonable time window. Obviously, there are there are metas, of course, because every game just has that, and they do give people time to kind of figure out how things work. And the community is relatively intelligent, so usually they figure out some counters and stuff like that. But you know, if there's something that's really just the devs team, okay, this isn't realistically counterable, and it's very annoying to play against, and they'll they'll be on top of it usually.
0: It is kind of funny. Um, There is some of that overlap with the MMO, the indie MMO and the indie MOBA. I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. ever really delved into the world of weird indie MMOs at all.
1: Uh, Not too much. I did delve into the world of MMOs before, but not specifically indie ones.
0: There's very few indie MMOs, and there's there's even fewer examples that they actually were successful. Um, I played a game called Project Gorgon, which, let me look, I think it's on Steam s- still. So Sounds like such Pro- an
1: ugly name.
0: <laughs> Project Gorgon is pretty great in terms of... It feels like a game made by like a couple people, because I think it is. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a game where you pay to... It's like $40 one-time payment, get into the game, whatever. I don't know if they have some sort of VIP program. I'm sure they do, some sort of su- subscription. But... Basically, it's it's like a sandbox MMO that's the developers just kind of add things to the game. I I think it's like I might be Unity or Unreal or something, but it's like a bunch of free assets kind of thrown around. And I think as they've progressed, they've probably added more, you know, original stuff, but it's this really like ragtag wonky game. I think one of the classes is like dance, like you can have the dancing class and you can level up cheese making and like cow cheese making. I don't know. <laughs> no, they have weird stuff like that. And I love that. And it does feel like it has a soul and it's like, it feels like something that you would make as a passion project and you can experience it with other people. And I love that jankiness. Cause it feels like anything could happen in that game. There's crazy mm-hmm. stuff i will say i think maybe it's not the greatest game in the world uh there's issues with it obviously but it's pretty impressive that it still exists based on the cost of how much an mmo you know requires to maintain and create yeah um the other game i would mention that's probably more successful and more mainstream is albion online which was a kick i think it was on kickstarter um and it's an MMO where it's basically PvP based. Like that's the main content is PvP. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have zones in the game where it's full loot PvP. If you die, you drop everything in your inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has combat, not unsimilar to a uh, like Diablo style game or like a MOBA. It has that kind of combat. You have cooldowns on abilities and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really genuinely very good. It's very simple. Um i played a lot of it it's not everyone's cup of tea because it is combat very pvp oriented there's not a lot of pve stuff i know they were working on it um but it's also very group based and that's kind of been my falling off point in a lot of mmos where where it becomes like you need to join a guild or manage a guild of people like i don't know if that's experience you have
1: yeah i I think similarly guilds are it's a lot of work. It's a full time job managing all the people in your guild, and then the moment somebody breaks the rules, it, it just all it just all breaks down.
0: Yeah, I would always like have the idea in my head that I'm like I'm gonna make my own guild and I'll get things going, but I never can commit to a game long enough to ever have that really last. Um, yeah. I just remember in Albion Online being like I'm gonna start my own guild, and I talked to some other guild and uh, i was asking them for advice and like you can do alliances and stuff in that game and i'm like oh would you ever consider that and they were basically just like no i hate like they're just like laughing in my face like you're (laughs) well first of all i like talked to them like oh i want to start a guild it's like don't it's a full-time it's like it's it's a full-time job i hate it i hate running this guild uh you you're gonna fall off anyway it was just like the most negative man in the entire world really soured me on that game to be honest um you really need to be in a guild in that game though like half of the content is basically giant guild content so that's where i fell off but
1: uh, yeah i'm not too crazy when about making guilds very central to the game i think that they should be a bonus not not the game itself for the most part
0: yeah i agree i i've never had a good experience in a like i've never joined a guild maybe it's because i think the guild mindset really lends itself to people who are only playing this game. So it's like if you join a guild, this is your one game you play. You 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 yeah. pay the sub, you play Final Fantasy 14 or something. Like this is what you play all the time. Um but I play a bunch of other games and I mm-hmm. don't always I'll take like months off of a game. So when you take a month off a guild, you're just going to get kicked from the guild. I'll, I'm never going to like fully yeah. commit to anything like that and I think that is really, if that's the end game, which is the case for a lot of MMOs, I just fall off pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I find that there's lots of toxic interactions you can run into with guilds, especially like there, there are some people who don't really do anything but play the game. So it's like their social interactions aren't, uh, their social skills aren't up there. So so conflict resolution can be can be quite difficult.
0: Yeah, I can see there being a lot of negative experiences. I'm tr- yeah. there's a lot of positive experiences, too. And people meet friends uh, through guilds and people even get married from people they met on these games and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it becomes like the game is your life or it's your second life kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I'm too much of a variety person that I need to bounce around between a lot of different games. Mm-hmm. Um which I guess we can get into my week a little bit unless you have anything else you want to talk about uh,
1: thing I guess the last thing is I was ha- did have a comment on the way I- on the way Paragon does items. I do think it's very hard to execute uh, when all of your items have to build into something like in in league that's kind of a thing too like all the like you know your starting item builds into a, a better version of that starting item and then there's a super version of it that'll like give you all these super benefits and all the cooldowns lower and stuff. And I think that when you have everything growing in power, it, it obviously becomes very difficult to balance that, and there are some things that are just inherently more valuable. And I think it also makes itemization a little weird sometimes. I, I don't know if that's just because I've played a lot of Dota, so it doesn't come naturally to me, but I feel like there are times where I'm like, okay, well, I don't really know if I'm supposed to upgrade this now or if I'm never supposed to upgrade it or if I'm supposed to upgrade it as my second item or or what's like going on there.
0: See, as an outsider, that seems to me as a a way of simplifying items, which in Mm -hmm. a theory makes sense. It's like, okay, well, we'll just make it easier for a new player. We'll just have the item grow so they don't have to sell things and manage that, make it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. But what it also kind of says to me is like, one of the things about Dota and League is, okay, I have a limited items pool. What yeah. do, what should I should I sell something and change it out now? Should I keep it? Like what is my build? And what you're saying to me kind of sounds as though it's you don't really have to think about that as much. And yeah. now it's just like snowball. If you're snowballing, you really snowball yeah. kind of for free.
1: Yeah, I think it does make the games very snowballing. It, and I think that's why these games always have surrender mechanics is because there's always a point where it's like I I just can't do anything because like it's um when you're upgrading these items, the stats really just get better. So these people are just kind of outstatting you. You know, you can't kill them and it feels like they almost one-shot you. And it feels like there's no no singular item you can get to make it better because all the items are really just upgrades of of lesser items.
0: Yeah, so is there a lot of counterplay where you can... Say if someone is doing a lot of physical damage, is there an item that you can buy? It's like, okay, this is the anti-physical or is it you have to upgrade to get there?
1: Yeah, it's usually you have to upgrade to get there. The prices aren't too dissimilar. I I haven't really like crunched the numbers to say like oh when, well, this defensive item actually negates more damage than this offensive item gives. But I I think that you don't usually see somebody a character snowball and then like yes I'll buy the defensive item right like they're they're buying the offensive stuff and then it's like okay well I'm getting stomped I have to buy this defensive item but I can't afford it because I'm getting stomped.
0: Yeah. So that, yeah again that's just a balancing a, thing and yeah, it's, it's just like, hard to balance anything like that without a huge team of people who are like meticulously going over every analytic and stat yeah there is a huge overlap in analytics in esport games and like data analy- like looking at the yeah. data and going through and just really fine tuning yeah definitely. so uh, if your team can't support that i feel like you're gonna have issues
1: mm-hmm
0: but anyway, uh, going into my week a little bit, uh, I also played Elden Ring. We talked about that. Uh, I don't know if I've been... I've been... So I purchased Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, the GBA game. Like, I bought a cartridge of it because it was pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. And that part of me was thinking that maybe I'll play that on original hardware. Um, I have a Game Boy SP and... Unfortunately, it's not one of the Game Boy SPs that has the uh, backlit screen. It has the frontlit screen. There's two different Game Boy SP models, in case you didn't know, yeah. where the screens are very different quality. Um, so I was thinking about playing it on that or a, a DS Lite or a Game Boy Micro, and I, and I was just looking at all these options. And I just was realizing, man, portable screens were really small back in the day, and you don't yeah. really think about it until you hold them again compared to pretty much anything we have now and my eyes aren't so good anymore old um, man eyes yeah i got old i got old young man eyes and <laughs> i can't i don't know it, it, it's like i have the original hardware sitting right here um but it's also i have my steam deck sitting next to me and i can play the game in like full like glorious looking probably the best version of the game even though it's emulated It probably is the superior way of playing it. Yeah. Uh, um, Although, I I guess if you want to use real hardware, playing on the GameCube Game Boy Player probably would be an okay experience too, maybe. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I don't know. Original hardware, uh, that's kind of why I like Steam and PC gaming is because you can pretty much always play your back catalog just on your newest hardware, so you never have to worry about it. Mm Mm-hmm there are so many ps3 games i want to revisit but you really can't revisit them um i mean maybe now with ps3 emulation i've played some games that worked fine but yeah it's like i I guess it's because the ps3 was a nightmare to develop for Mm -hmm. and they use some weird architecture that makes the games annoying to port
1: oh i actually didn't know that
0: yeah, but I don't know too much about it. I'm I'm just going to, like, broadly say that. I do know that it's something about it is, like, psychotic. I, I think it's the way, like... I, I'm not even going to get into it because I'm going to sound like an idiot, but look look it up. I, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's the way they design the hardware and software or whatever. It's crazy. Damn,
1: this is why Xbox 360 was superior to console.
0: <laughs> I guess, in a way. Um, I mean, the exclusives on PS3, I think, are probably better, unless you like Halo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to give props to Microsoft for putting everything backwards compatible and also putting it on PC now too. Yeah. Like that's pretty crazy where you can play pretty much everything. And then I'm over here. Like, can I play Metal Gear Solid three or four? It's like, no, it's on PS3. We never did anything with it. Just sit trapped on that console. (laughs) Oh man. And like the, uh, the remasters of the Metal Gear games, just trapped. On Vita and PS3.
1: Oh no, not Vita.
0: Yeah, the PS Vita, which I have a PS Vita. I have the original model <laughs> with the OLED screen. It's pretty nice. You could hack it and put stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Um, The PS Vita was misunderstood because it is actually pretty cool and good. The games just kind of weren't there unless you really like anime games. Like, unless you like yeah. specifically, yeah. I mean, you could play Persona 4 on it. Like, they, mm-hmm. Persona 4 Golden came out of it. That's probably the best thing that came out of the PS Vita was we got P4 Golden. So that's good. I played it on PC, though, when they released it. <laughs> didn't play it on the Vita, but...
1: Oh, man. The best thing about the Vita, and you didn't even play it on Vita. No, I did not. <laughs> man.
0: Yeah. that that Okay, the PS Vita was supposed to be the, uh, the Wii U or the Switch, I think. I think they were a little too ahead of their time. Mm -hmm. because they had a system where you could play ps3 games like do like a stream thing or there are certain ps3 games that you could play on the vita and also play on the ps3 Mm -hmm. so i think they were on the cusp of the idea of being like oh what if we had a console you could play uh like console games on and handheld but i think they were just a little too before the tech or they just didn't implement the technology well they could have been the Switch, maybe, but probably not because I think the reason the Switch is successful is because of uh, not only the form factor, but also the, the first party, you know, software like Mario is going to sell units. Zelda's going to mm-hmm. sell units. Uh, I don't even know. Well, I don't even know what launch titles for the Vita were. Let me, let me look up some launch titles. It was probably like Gran Turismo. <laughs> Vita. Did you ever mess around with the PSP or like any Sony handhelds while while um, I look this up?
1: Yeah, I did I did have a PSP actually. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I So I think there was a Dragon Ball Z game that was on it that I really liked. Give me a sec. Let me see if I can find it.
0: You know what? I think we did talk about th- I'm sure we talked about this yeah. a million times. Yeah, uh, I think we did. While you're looking it up, let me let me tell you what the launch <laughs> titles were and I had it at launch too. So I'm now remembering. Uh launch titles were Plants vs. Zombies <laughs> on the PSN store. Oh my god. Uh Rayman Origins, which is a great I played on the PS Vita and PS3. I mean that's a really good game and that's a good port of the game. Uh Marvel vs Capcom 3 on Vita, which is just like garbage version of that game. You, oh you could god. use the touch you could use the touch screen. There was a mode that you could use the touch screen to like input supers for you, basically, and you could just spam buttons and win. It was weird. I'm pretty yeah. sure that was that game uh there was catch K- my katamari which i don't remember if that's considered good but i mean katamari is always pretty good
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'm just looking at these games i'm looking for anything that looks like relevant uh michael jackson the experience was on there a bunch of michael golf games jackson, a bunch of racing games there, dude there's like nothing the launch i'm looking at it. there's ben 10 galactic rising
1: Wait, actually, I might have played that on t- on something different, though. Assuming it was on uh, Ben I'm just Ten looking... Galactic Rising. Yeah, apparently oh, Galactic... later on. Do You mean Galactic Racing?
0: Yes, Galactic Racing.
1: Oh god! Oh my god! I'm looking at the cover. This looks so. It looks so deep fried.
0: Oh god! I'm looking at. I'm just looking at these launch titles. There's nothing that would make you buy the game. I mean, launch oh, to be fair, god. games. Um, when you would launch games or whatever i mean launch launch of consoles sometimes are pretty garbage with titles but the vita just didn't have anything and i'm looking and later on like gravity rush would come out and i'm pretty sure gravity rush is one of the fond remembered vita games that people actually like Mm -hmm. but it's like it just didn't i don't know yeah oh well i hope they make well i was gonna say i hope they make another handheld they i don't think they ever (laughs) will but man yeah
1: r.i.p sony handhelds
0: yeah they were cool honestly probably i got the most mileage out of both sony handhelds after market where you could get custom firmware to emulate nintendo games Mm -hmm. so take that take away with that as you will um but now the steam deck exists which kind of invalidates the vita so Mm -hmm. yeah i'm trying to see what other oh i've been playing a lot of subnautica on stream that game is really good
1: Ooh, yeah, I've heard a lot of a lot of good things about Subnautica.
0: Yeah, I would. Uh, I got it on sale. I got a bundle with the sequel weird game thing. Um, mm-hmm. I would recommend it highly if you can get it on sale. Just pick it up. Uh, I went in knowing nothing about it besides that you swam, and I've been really, really enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a good game to play. Um, it has slightly got me a little terrified because of. Being in the middle of the dark ocean—it's got horror yes. elements. I don't know if they're intentional or not, but <laughs> it, it's it's spooky being out in the darkness, and then getting eaten by like a whale. So
1: uh, that reminds me of this uh this co-op game I played a while ago. It's it's just four people in the ocean, and there's just like a bunch of sharks.
0: Is that called should... is it, uh, was that like Raft or something or maybe one called, of those games?
1: I think it was was it called The Deep the maybe. deep
0: oh okay and the one person control the shark is that is that that game i think, I it's think asymmetrical
1: so. maybe when i look it up on steam it says it's what, it says it has no user reviews <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure it's this game i just don't what is going on they unlaunched it wait I yeah i don't even think you can buy it anymore
0: yikes okay maybe maybe they maybe it's not supported very well oh my god yeah Um, But yeah, let me, I guess uh, I was looking at some random YouTube shorts and I keep getting Terraria YouTube shorts now Mm -hmm. and they're showing me all these things that I've played um, 450 hours of Terraria and they're showing things. I'm like, I don't know what that is. And now it's sparking me to be like, maybe I should play Terraria again, again for the 900th time Mm -hmm. and really see this extra stuff. But I don't know, maybe, maybe that, or I should, you know, play something play something new it's a constant struggle of do i replay the old thing a hundred times or do i play the new thing
1: yeah yeah
0: i also i played a little bit of door fortress i still don't, i don't really know if that game is fun yet uh because it does seem really fun but there's a lot going on in that game and it feels like you can do pretty much anything you want in that game But I also don't know how to do a lot of things. So it's it's one of those wiki dive games where it's like, how do I have dogs here? How do I contain the dogs? Well, what happened was I had dogs and cats next to each other in a meeting space and they killed each other. Yeah, they murdered each other and there was just blood everywhere. Well, what happened was I I put the dogs and cats and horses and stuff in one space. Then I moved the horses and cattle to a pasture. And the dogs and cats were just hanging out in the meeting room, and I Mm. go look away, and one of my dwarves, who is our sole fisherman and provider of food, dies mysteriously. So I went to go look at that, and then I checked out the cats and dogs, and I just see like Mittens' corpse, like strewn across the ground. There was blood everywhere. There was like a dwarf like crying over his dead pet, and just like massacre. There was just blood and guts all over my base, and I'm like. I guess you're supposed to probably separate cats and dogs and uh I went on the wiki and I'm like I don't know how to do this and they're like and there's just like a hundred thousand things where it feels like it's one of those games where there's no concrete solution for things it's like uh, one of the things I was looking up is how to get rid of trash like what's to do with trash so you can set like a refuse burn it stockpile maybe I don't know maybe you can burn trash but there was a refuse stockpile and it's like, okay, well, my refuse stockpile is full. So I looked up how do I what to deal deal with trash? And some people are like, Well, I dug down a one tile shaft and created some sort of like trash chute system where all the trash is then brought underground and then dealt with and I'm like there was multiple different like charts on like how to make optimal trash disposal chutes and stuff. And mm-hmm. and then I was thinking, well, maybe I should play around with things. it's one of those games where i think you logically can do things like if i make a shoot it'll go to the ground and that like that's how you get rid of trash yeah but it's also i'm not thinking about it that way so there's clever solutions to every problem and there's a lot of unique things you can do but it's Mm -hmm. it's kind of overwhelming but it's it's been the most approachable it's ever been on the steam released yeah So, if you like games where you need to manage a lot of things and read and learn, definitely hit up Dwarf Fortress. Um, Reading bad. Well, not reading bad, it's just, you need to, I I honestly think I need to watch, like, a 40-hour Let's Play of the game to even kind of have an understanding of what, what I can, it's not like that I don't know what to do, it's like, I don't know, I don't even know what I can do. Yeah. You know, So it's like, I started mining and then it's like, okay, well, how do I make tools? So I wiki that. It's like, make a tool station. It's like, all right, well, how do I do that? And it's like, well, you need to assign, you need to start a government and assign one of your dwarves to become a member of a legislation. And then you need to decree a military and then you need to assign the military gear. And then you need to do, I'm like, oh, there's a lot that needs to happen here.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know. Kind of the game kind of makes me feel dumb playing it, but that's uh, kind of a bad review. I would say still check it out. If it, <laughs> in general, it's really good.
1: Yeah, guys, if you want to feel dumb, play Dwarf Fortress.
0: Maybe if you maybe if you have more brain cells than I do, play Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> You'll be really into it. Um, but yeah, maybe we should go into our wonderful questions that you suggested. Um, if, if you want to send us any questions, you can hit me up at H-Y-E-P podcast at gmail.com. That is the H-Y-E-P podcast at gmail.com. But this week, James wanted to look at some New Year's resolution ideas, um, despite it being January 15th as we we're recording this. Uh, we're gonna go through some of these New year's resolutions.
1: I mean this is right when people start dropping their new year's resolutions. this is a great time actually
0: mm-hmm. let's let's look out uh let's let's I'm just gonna look at this list. We're on parade.com or at least I'm on parade.com. oh boy um one of the one of the New year's resolution is go a whole day without checking your email and the text under uh, it says nobody's gonna die. it can wait till tomorrow
1: uh i mean i while that is a okay idea i think that you may have some coworkers that would not appreciate that
0: yeah but wait think about it is the resolution do all right out of the next like 365 days do one day without checking your email or is it like oh every monday i'm not going to check my emails because if it's ever if it's just one day that's the worst resolution of all time it's like well i did my new year's resolution
1: yeah, I, know, like, like, I feel like if you made it a consistent thing then people could like work around it but if it's just like one day you randomly say hey guys I'm not responding to anybody like that would be that would be I interesting mean,
0: I would say that's probably a healthy to do on like a weekend maybe it's like oh yeah. Saturdays and Sunday I'm not going to check my emails that, Yeah, that, like that, a non- that makes work sense day. but on a work day yeah you should probably be checking your emails um, yeah it's kind of important what if you get an email it's like hey don't come into work tomorrow we're closed and then you show up and you're like man New Year's resolution thing ain't working
1: out. <laughs> my God, why are you why are you mad at me for not for not checking my email on a work day? I was just doing my New Year's resolution.
0: Wait, I, I just I saw the one underneath it, which is do random acts of kindness. Now that's just nice, but for some reason the example they chose was Norbert, the famous therapy dog that teaches us anyone can be kind and it costs you nothing. <laughs> what? what? And they're just yeah. going into a whole thing about Norberhood. Apparently, this dog was three pounds. It's like a small dog. It's a small Damn. dog that kind of looks like it. its existence is like an abomination to man, to be honest. hmm Like, the dog was... Dogs were not meant to be bred this small. It doesn't look like it's healthy, but, you know, good, good dog. I guess that's... I don't know why they decided to have an aside about that. Mm-hmm. Do you see anything good? I'm, I'm scrolling right now. Yeah,
1: I mean, wait, could you actually link it to make sound have the the website?
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll link it to you. I mean, you can also like search for other uh, other websites. We can get more coverage,
1: get more coverage.
0: Maybe our friends at Elfster have something to say about this.
1: Our friends at Elfster.
0: But I'm looking at these right now. Put your bills on auto pay. I mean, yeah, I guess they're kind of running. As I scroll down the list, they're kind of running oh out my of
1: ideas. God, to, list of thirty eight funny and absurd New Year's resolutions ideas on jointcake.com Join cake,
0: joint cake, or join cake?
1: Uh, join cake. Okay, join right. the movement. Let's see this first one. I won't give myself unsanctioned haircuts. What does that mean? <laughs> Parents, your kids will need your help with this one. Children are not known for their impulse control. This means you need to hide any imp- imp- implements your kids might use in their quest to make themselves bold. Keep oh. your beard trimmers and your scissors far out of reach of your kids at all times. A lockbox honestly is an overkill.
0: I think I've tried to do like give myself a haircut when I was very young, maybe. But if you're that young, you're probably not one pondering what your New Year's resolution should be, unless that's a is that for the parents to be like, man, I got to hide the knives this year because little Timmy keeps getting into them and like cutting up his hair.
1: I, that's kind I of a low bar for resolution. Wait. I can't tell if these are for. Ki- OK, OK, so it it splits them up. There's five for kids, five for adults, five for senior citizens that New Year's resolutions for your pets. Oh my god! <laughs> how does this... you?
0: How would you even like? Okay, you give them to your pet. It's like you like sit down, little Sally the the dog, and you're like, this year you will eat less.
1: What do you think it's gonna do?
0: Read it. I don't. I don't. That's a weird one. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. Okay. I I, I gotta get I gotta get the highlights here.
0: Wait a minute. Sorry. This one's also get a real haircut. There's another thing where it's like. <laughs> Yeah, stop cutting your own hair. Is there really like an Jesus like a Christ. large amount of people who are out here cutting their own hair? And oh then all these websites are like, please stop. You're <laughs> embarrassing yourself.
1: Funny New Year's resolutions for adults. Okay, this, these ones are great. I will pick fewer internet fights. Oh, God. <laughs> I vow to communicate exclusively in memes.
0: Okay, can I just take a second who are these for who is funny new year's resolutions for is it literally for someone's grandma to google and be like oh look at these funny like who's sitting there and having a genuine chuckle reading these oh my
1: (laughs) apparently us
0: do we live in the world of ai generated con like I i would hope an ai made that list and it's not some poor intern having to come up with vaguely chuckle worthy things
1: oh my god let's look at some of the senior citizen ones uh, oh,
0: I like this one. Uh, try to be stressed less. Yeah, that's good. Good, yeah. good resolution. I guess I'll just I haven't tried not being stressed.
1: Okay, these ones are actually kind of wholesome. I, I I resolve to learn how to play video games. I'll make more friends. I will not act my age. I resolve to surprise my family. Wow, that, that's wholesome.
0: That's I will not act on my age. I will cut my own hair impulsively. <laughs> There's not <laughs> enough locks in the world that can hold me back from getting the scissors.
1: Wait, what, what are these pet ones? I will become an internet celebrity.
0: That is horrifying. I guess we saw the other pet internet celebrity.
1: I will finally catch and destroy that bird.
0: Can we talk about how uh the pet Instagram account is very like scummy and weird? Yeah, those I mean,
1: are those are bizarre.
0: Yeah, I don't know, like when your pet be- there are like celebrity pets that it's just kind of a weird and then there's i think the saddest thing in the world is when you start an instagram for your pet and they get no traction so it's like you have the the non-famous pet instagram
1: oh we got some work-related new year's resolutions uh let's see i will will not
0: burn the building down
1: (laughs) i will wear my pajamas to work
0: why where do you work (laughs) that you could do that
1: I will make up elaborate backstories in my head about my annoying coworkers. <laughs> Wait, sorry, can you
0: go back to the pajama thing? Like you can't just decide to do that.
1: Yeah, I don't think unless this, like, you're like loud. the boss. I, I actually think one of the on- some of the only um, some of the only jobs that might allow that are some like tech jobs or like maybe some game industry jobs because I know those people just wear anything.
0: Well, maybe if you work for like a, a mattress firm or something like that, maybe they'll take it as initiative. It's like, oh, we're just showing the customers this is how comfortable you could be. Oh god! If you if you lied in the bed.
1: That that I find that funny because there was one earlier for the kids' New Year's resolutions. It's I'll sleep in my bed all night.
0: <laughs> what I don't I but like what I'm picturing when I see the kids ones is I'm picturing some very very like into it adult being like writing it in script font on like a piece of papyrus and then sticking it with like a ribbon on like a crib or something and then taking a picture of it for their Instagram for their kids, Instagram. Um, and then being like, look at what we did. And just like a million hearts and sparkle emojis and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Or like it just Pinterest, if Pinterest was a person is what I'm kind of picturing. Um, I like this one. Choose a new resolution.
1: <laughs> Just pick
0: something else. You're, you know you're not going to succeed. Just do something different.
1: All right. Funny school related New Year's resolutions. Uh, let's see.
0: Why do they all have to be funny?
1: Um. Okay. I'll go through all of these because there are some, th- some variants here. I won't schedule any classes before noon. I, I mean, I, I did that. When i was in college it's not i think it has to be a new year's resolution it's like you look well, at your schedule and you say well i don't want to wake up early
0: is that a, pers- a professor's perspective because maybe they're like oh maybe i'll blah, blah blah
1: i i believe this is for students yeah this is for students
0: i will not cheat on that test or i will <laughs> cheat on that test
1: i'll make every weekend a three-day weekend
0: what is, is that really one that says, what does that mean? Yeah. Like you're going to schedule it so you don't have classes on Monday yeah, or you're just not going to show up to class.
1: I actually, I remember my, my last semester, or maybe it was my second to last semester. I had the sickest schedule. I didn't have classes on Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. Everything was Tuesday and Thursday.
0: My last semester, I only had a Friday class. So Man. yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool. Um, I don't understand. I mean, yeah, I would say try to make your schedule as flexible as you can like that. But it really, at the end of the day, isn't really up to you, is it? Because I've had yeah. some garbage schedules. I had like an 8am every day one time. I had like one of those days where it's like you have an 8am and like a 6pm. Just like the mm-hmm. worst schedules of all time. Um, yeah. You can't just, I don't know, maybe, maybe they're just, I don't know what their major is, these people that can, yeah, you know, know, take off three days. But I think we should probably end the, the pod here. Um my new year's resolution is to end the podcast on time. So <laughs> I've yeah, I been think that's Matt, <laughs> Matt Fon Dude and you can check me out on Twitch and YouTube uh, at Matt Dude or Twitter as long as that's still a thing for now.
1: I think I think Twitter is is staying afloat mm. barely.
0: And who are you? Uh
1: yes, I've been James aka James O4E. Uh check me out on the on the twitters. In the, in the YouTubes and maybe the Twitches one day because I actually have a PC.
0: Hey, there you go. And we could do a, uh, there's like a co stream feature now. So we could do like Ooh. a, a co stream. I don't know how it works, but yeah, there's a feature for that now. Yeah, that sounds we'll cool. We'll figure it out. All right. See ya.
1: Okay. Bye.